Welcome back to Two Guys, One Mic, live from my Honda Accord. We always are on a mission to record from new areas. Here we are in the JT Hershowski's apartment parking lot in my car. I'm trying to get away from the noise out here. It might be some crickets, but I'm one of your hosts as always, Jacob Wilson, joined as always by my friend JT Hershowski. How you doing? That was a great explanation, by the way, of where we are and yeah. where we're recording from. It does feel like we are in an abandoned parking lot almost because we found a spot where there's no cars around us. But it is quiet. It is peaceful over here. It's a good place to record inside, like you said, your Honda Accord. Uh, but I am good, man. I tell you, I got a lot of potential locks this week. And I think literally as we go through them, I'm going to be deciding what I want to lock in and what I don't want to lock in. So definitely really excited for this week. Um... For the first, I tell you, I was looking at the slate for this week and looking at the games. I thought, man, I was like, this feels like a regular Saturday. I don't know if it's because it's October. I don't know if it's because you know we're finally into the swing of, of seasons or into the conferences, and maybe because we got some big conference games coming up. All the SEC games last week were pretty, at least on paper, they all looked pretty dry. And we got some good games this week. We got a lot of ranked matchups, and 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 Clemson's back. And so I just everything just seems. I remember looking at the schedule, thinking this is a real college football weekend. Yeah, it's kind of two weeks in a row here of what feels like real college football, and it's extremely exciting. Every Saturday, we're just getting ramped up, basically, starting last week. And Although I think last week might have been a bit better, although I guess last week wasn't necessarily great on paper, but it just turned out being really good with some of the upsets, and hopefully that happens again this week. Hopefully we have some fun games, but we're just going to get it going. we got a lot here. Like you said, you have a, a good amount of locks here, potentially, so... We're going to start, as always, with the four-pack. I don't have a sound sound bite noise this week since we have no service true, out here in true, my car. But well, the, the, the listeners will have to be deprived of, of yeah, the excellence for one more week. For sure. So let's start with the four-pack. I'll start it out. Um, I don't know if we ended up with the same things here, but I'm going to just start it out. If I have the same thing as you, then, you know, just get your explanation in there anyways. But I'll start with TCU versus Texas. This is Big Noon. Gus Johnson, Joe Klatt on Fox at 12 p.m. as always. Big Noon is become a great thing over the past year starting last year and you know now it's going on again this year and just last week we had Kansas State taking down Oklahoma on big noon and it just feels like when a game gets put on big noon it becomes a good game and I think that's what's going to happen again this week I think this is going to be a close game it's going to be a fun game we saw what happened with Texas last week against uh, Texas Tech and I'm excited to see if they can bounce back we saw TCU play really well once Max Duggan came in against Iowa State last week so I'm excited for both of these teams I think I just don't see a scenario where this isn't a fun, high-scoring, close game, and that's why you'll see this is one of my locks later on. But I just think this will be uh, be a good game. Yeah, I think it'll be a good game too. I also have it on my list. I have it in as number three. I know last week I just picked four and went through kind of oh, what they week, happened chronologically. Yeah, no. So uh, this week I decided to do. Well, I figured I should do kind of a list. So I, obviously you don't, but that's fine because you did it last week and I didn't. But I have TCU Texas as well. On number three, and for a couple of reasons, when I first saw this game, I kind of thought, you know, I actually like TCU's chances in this game. I know Texas is 2-0 and TCU is 0-1, but, you know, even though they lost to Iowa State last week, I like what I saw with TCU, especially with Max Duggan at quarterback, and I didn't like what I saw last week with Texas and the way they had to rally and have a lot of good bounces go their way to beat, go their way to beat a Texas Tech team. Texas Tech team that I don't think that's impressive and yet when I saw the line come out it came out as Texas minus 11 and a half and just one of those that you think wow that seems way off but then you then you then you double check yourself and think well is this Vegas know something so I think this game is a lot of intrigue for a lot of reasons I actually wouldn't be I think when I go and bet on these games on Saturday morning I might throw some some money down on a, a TCU money line to win this game outright 
I feel pretty confident that they can do so if Max Duggan is, is on time and on target as he was last week against Iowa State. So I think it's going to be a fun game. Like you said, it's on Big Fox Noon with with Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt, and I love watching those two guys. Those two guys make a football game more enjoyable to watch. You know, I don't say that about many announcers these days. So mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a fun game, and I like that that the Big Noon game doesn't include Ohio State or Oklahoma. I feel like that, that slot has been taken up by those two teams so much in the past year, so I'm excited that it's, it's exploring some, some other programs. For me, funny enough, Texas, TCU Texas probably would have been my number four anyway, so I guess I'll just, I'll just do what you were going to do since it kind of worked out. So my number three will be actually what would have been next anyways, Texas A&M and Alabama. Um, I was a little bit more excited for this game before last week, and I know it's just one game, but I was I was very disappointed in what I saw with Texas A&M and Alabama. They just looked like Alabama. They always take care of business. Long COVID offseason, uh, weird stuff. Does that affect Alabama? Nope. They go out and rail Missouri. Um, you know, backdoor cover. Missouri got a few touchdowns late, but really Alabama controlled that game. They looked really good in it. I think they're going to look really good in this game. And if I believed more in Texas A&M and didn't see what I saw last week against uh, Vanderbilt, I'd maybe be a bit more encouraged. This would maybe be my number one. But I, although I'm still really excited for this game, I just have a feeling Alabama's going to win this game and they're going to win it pretty comfortably by a couple touchdowns. But it's still part of my four-pack. It's still two huge names. It's still uh, CBS, you know, a 3.30 game that we love. Uh, the We always love that. So, yeah, I mean, I'm ex always excited for 3.30 p.m. on uh, – SEC, just like I'm excited for Big Noon. I mean, those are the two big productions of the week for college football. So we'll see. If this game ends up being close, it, it will definitely be, I think, the best game of the week. But I just have a feeling Alabama's going to win pretty comfortably. Yeah, I did not want to put this game on my four-pack. And I feel kind of cliche with the four-pack this week. I feel like I picked just the biggest four games. And I, I think going forward, I'm going to try to do four games that maybe interest me for other reasons more. But early on, I did pick Alabama Texas Ham. It does come in at number four on my list. So TCU Texas was three. Alabama Texas Ham is actually behind that at four. And I think the reason I put it down at four is because, like you, I'm expecting a blowout in this game. You know, after what I saw from Texas A&M against Vanderbilt, what I saw from Alabama against Missouri, uh, I feel like this is going to be a very typical game where uh, kind of a, a, high, a team that's higher ranked more than they should be, kind of an upstart, comes and plays Alabama, and then Alabama just absolutely wallops them. I feel like we've seen that so many times in the past because once you finally get up and you step up with the big boys, you find out what it's all about. And I think Alabama's going to wallop them. But it is a 3.30 start, and it is the SEC 3.30 game, like you mentioned, which, of course, is probably, in my opinion, the best time slot of the week, maybe right behind Fox at noon because we're Ohio State fans. But uh, I think any time that kind of game's on, that that game is on the 3.30 game, you have to give it attention in the SEC. It's the best SEC game of the week. And, you know, and look, maybe Texas A&M had just had a, a bad game against Vandy. Like you said, it's a COVID offseason. Sometimes it takes a while to get going. And Texas A&M is my dark horse. And I like Kellen Mond at quarterback and Jimbo Fisher as a coach. So maybe they, wait, they, maybe they find a way to make this game interesting. And so for that reason, it's on my list. But kind of like you said, it's down a little bit because I expect Alabama to blow them out. What do you have at uh, at three, then? At three, TCU-Texas. Oh, I guess. What did you have at four, then? To Alabama-Texas A&M. Oh, okay. I thought you said it wasn't part of your four-pack. But I got you. All right, so for me, at number two, I have Oklahoma versus Iowa State here. And this is a fascinating game. I'm excited to see how Oklahoma bounces back after a tough loss to Kansas State. And then, obviously, Iowa State after a big win against TCU last week where, you know, we were interested to see how they would bounce back after that brutal loss where they lost by 17 to Louisiana. So I always had a feeling Iowa State would kind of bounce back, you know, as the first game of the season. And 
this was it's historically a game that's given Oklahoma fits, um, especially since Matt Campbell's been there. He's always kept this game close. They had the upset, I want to say, two years ago in the annual game that Lincoln Riley loses to a Big 12 team. So <laughs> it feels like Iowa State and Kansas State are the teams that always kind of give him troubles besides Texas, obviously. And, um, you know, here they are playing those two teams back-to-back weeks. And I have a weird feeling. I, I kind of wanted to take Oklahoma minus seven because it just feels like one of those games where Oklahoma loses. They get fired up and they bounce back. And I, I still have my questions about Iowa State. I still have my questions about Brock Purdy. But... Brock Purdy is a big game player, so I'm interested to see how he comes out. He always rises up to the competition, but I still believe in Spencer Rattler. I still believe in this team. I mean, they came out, they were up, what, 35-14 on Kansas State. It just, it felt like they gave up, and they kind of took their foot off the gas and thought they had the game won, and then I think they looked back up, and it was 35-28. They got nervous. They thought about last year, and then they gave it up, and I think they'll get this team ready. They they know they need to blow out a lot of their teams, and they know they need to win out from here on out, so... Um, it's a game I'm excited for. I don't have any locks on it, but I have a feeling Oklahoma's going to win this game by, by a touchdown or two. Yeah, that's number two on my list, so kind of just keep it on with keeping on. I also have Oklahoma and Iowa State, and for a lot of the reasons that you mentioned, you made a great point. Iowa State has been kind of the thorn in Oklahoma's side. Don't forget, they beat the Baker Mayfield team that went to the playoff. Last year, they were a two-point conversion away from beating Oklahoma in Norman and look Iowa State got off to a bad start against Louisiana but had a great win last week kind of looked like the Iowa State that we've seen the past couple years pretty handled their business pretty well against TCU and really never let TCU get back in that game and look this is another game where I actually the funny part is that like I I agree with you I like Oklahoma minus seven but I wouldn't mind waking up Saturday morning and sprinkling a little money line on Iowa State again because I just think they're the thorn in Oklahoma side I don't think Oklahoma is also the Oklahoma that we've seen two three four years ago I think they're a little more youth especially at the quarterback position with Spencer Rattler I think he got rattled last week get it and he could get rattled this week against a good Iowa State Mm -hmm. defense and so I worry about him on the road because he didn't impress me last week at home against Kansas State and so I think this could be a very interesting game this game has the potential to be a a really good game and a really good test for Oklahoma and see how they bounce back and I think Iowa State is going to go into this game believing they can win and I know that's kind of cliche to say because every team says that but I really do believe that this Iowa State team will go into this game thinking that they have a good shot to win this game and I think it's going to be a barn burner. Finally 7 p.m. on ESPN we have Auburn versus Georgia. I know it's going to be both of our number one so I'll let you have first crack at one of these games for once. I appreciate that. No it is my number one. It is Auburn Georgia. I mean it's the game of the week. It's two top 10 teams uh, and I think it's an early tone setter for these two teams who both want to get to the SEC championship game in their respective divisions. And look, Georgia has good competition this year in the SEC East and Florida, and their schedule is more difficult than Florida, and it starts off with this game. And so I'm really interested to see how this goes. I mean, when these teams met last year, Georgia pretty much controlled this game. They got up 21-0. Yes, they let Auburn score two touchdowns, but they never really felt threatened. And now coming into this year, Georgia's got, again, a really good defense, and Bo Nix now on offense for Auburn comes into his second year. He's going to be looking to have a better game. But the reason this game is number one is because I think Auburn can win this game if Georgia continues to struggle at the quarterback position. I think this game is going to come down to that, whether or Georgia can get production out of their quarterback in this game, to me, decides it. And so it's the game of the week, two top 10 teams, and even though it's week two, this game will have ramifications down the line as determining who plays in the SEC championship game. Yeah, this is a massive game. I want to say it's like number seven versus number four. So it's our first just huge game of the college football season. It's at night. 
Um, it's at Georgia, and it's the SEC, so you know that it'll be like half full. Did you see the South Carolina-Tennessee game last week? It was like half full. Yeah, yeah it was crazy. The student section was they, they, packed in. They don't so. care. They don't care down there. Yeah, it's different for sure. But, yeah, I mean, so it will, there will be an environment. There's environment in most of the stadiums besides that LSU stadium last week since they were getting walloped. Had to get a no, little shot in there. True, but, yeah, um, Auburn-Georgia, man, like you said, I'm fascinated by who's going to start this week because – Everything coming out of the practice for Georgia is saying that Dewan Mathis, the guy who was horrible for Georgia last week, is getting the most first-team snaps here uh, this week. Uh, JT Daniels has now been cleared. After not being cleared last week, he was kind of the expected starter, although he was never announced as a starter before that. But then Stetson Bennett came into the game and looked pretty well. So you've kind of got Stetson Bennett, who's been there for three years. He's kind of your Jake Fromm type who can just steady the ship and just get the job done. But then you have Dewan Mathis, who's kind of a wild card. He could be really bad, but he could also be really explosive and really good. And then you have JT Daniels, who we don't know a ton about. I mean, he came in for USC last year for a couple of games before he got hurt um, and when he was replaced. And he did look really good in those games, but it was just a couple game uh, sample size. So I'm just not really sure. I'm fascinated by who starts. I think their best bet is Stetson Bennett or um, JT Daniels. I think starting Juwan Mathis after what we saw last week and now this being a huge game under the lights, I think it'd be a massive mistake to start him. I, I think that would be... A horrible decision. I think if they do do that, Auburn has a really good shot of winning this. I'm also fascinated in Bo Nix. He's kind of been a big game player. Uh, he looked really good against Oregon and Alabama last year, but he didn't look that amazing to me last week against Kentucky. Um, he kind of looked like what he's always looked like, just a decent quarterback. So I'm interested to see if Bo Nix can step it up this game, and I think this is one of those games. I know it's cliche, but it's going to come down, come down to quarterback play, whoever wins this game. All right, all right. So that finishes up the four-pack. Yes, so we're going to jump into our locks. I'll start us out. And I, full disclosure, I'm going all seven of these. All seven. I, I got love it. seven locks this week. Right, get, better, trying, to, trying to get to four. Better run through them. <laughs> all right, all right for, I will. I will. I guess you might as well go first then if you have yeah, seven. Yeah, so I have seven. I'll start it off with. I'm going to try to maybe think of two that you don't. I'll start off with Kansas State minus two and a half against Texas Tech. All I need is a field goal win from a Kansas State team that's at home, and I think definitely a better football team than Texas Tech. And look, the win that Kansas State had last week against Oklahoma is a type of win that I think a team can boost and elevate off of and and kind of launch off with and have a very successful season. And I think that starts this week. <laughs> you look at a Texas Tech team who I think the way they lost last week is such a way for a team to just get completely down in the dumps. It's a, it's a killer. And so also I think Texas Tech is being a little overrated in Vegas by what we saw last week against Texas. I just don't think Texas is that good. And I think Kansas State's a great football team. And all I need for them is to win by a field goal at home against Texas Tech. Give me it all day. I think you got to be a maniac to bet on this game. The way these two teams have looked this year, I just I can't trust either of them. Texas Tech nearly lost to Houston Baptist. And True. Shout out to Houston Baptist. I feel like people on all college football podcasts everywhere have said that name more than ever before. True. I feel like they've played so many different teams already. but uh, So they've been getting a lot of love. But, yeah, I mean, they nearly lost to them, but then they come out and they should have beat Texas, man, up 15 with three minutes left. And then you have Kansas State who lost to Arkansas State but then go out and beat Oklahoma. So... I just feel so weird. The one thing I will say is I really like your point about them being uh, Texas Tech that is being downtrodden about the fact that they gave up an onside kick to lose this game. So they're going to be really low. Um, if they do come out and win this game, it shows a lot about their character. But I do agree that Kansas State will be the more fired up team. And 
both of these teams are kind of in like let down spots this week, but they're playing each other. And Kansas State's the one who won last week, so I do like them for that reason. But right, I'll, I'll do one more to kind of keep it rolling here. Uh, get early that way, so you go one one at the end. But I also have Virginia Tech minus ten and a half against Duke, and this is my most shaky of them all. But I feel good about this for a couple reasons. Look, Virginia Tech impressed me last week. I was not expecting them to do well against an NC State team when they had over twenty some players and over four coaches out because of COVID and contact tracing. So now they're going to get some of those coaches back this week. They're going to get some of those players back this week. And look, they won by 21 against against NC State last week. And now they play who I believe is the worst team in the ACC in Duke, who lost by 20 to Boston College and by 14 to Notre Dame. And Duke's lost every game by more than double digits. And I think Virginia Tech is going to be one of the best teams they play this week. The Virginia Tech team that obviously is going to be better than they were last week when they beat NC State by 21. Ten and a half points can be a lot, especially for a team on the road. But I like what I saw from Virginia Tech, and, and I'm really down on Duke right now. So I'm going to go ahead and jump on this one. It's not as confident as I am with the other ones I'm going to pick for the rest, but I kind of like it. Let me just add this to the sheet because it was one I was arguing with myself about. And you know what? I like it. It's mm -hmm. one of those that feels like... It just I don't know. For some reason, it just feels like Duke's going to keep this game close. I have no reason to believe that. But at the same time... I mean, look, Virginia Tech went out and beat an NC State team that I think is a little bit better than Duke by, what, 21 points last week? They mm -hmm. looked really good doing it. They're going to get some of those players back. They didn't have their starting QB last yeah. week. Hinden Isn't Hooker. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I mean, they didn't have their starting QB last week. They didn't have – pretty sure their defensive coordinator was like a, a GA or something like that. Like, <laughs> it was literally insane. And now they've got all those people back. They've got a big win. They actually have – I want to say – actually, no, Duke have more games on their belt, but – but, yeah, I mean, for all those reasons, and like you said, Duke has lost a lot of games by double digits. They've looked pretty bad. Uh, it just feels like an easy line, and I don't know, it almost felt too easy that it kind of scared me away. But since you have it, I'm going to add it. Virginia Tech, minus 10.5 versus Duke. Also have TCU, um, plus 11.5 versus Texas. We talked a little bit about this game. I don't feel like I need to explain it much more. I think TCU is a good football team, especially with Max Duggan at the helm. I don't think Texas is that great. Um, I think this is a game, one of these teams win it by less than seven. So if you're going to give me TCU, who I even think can win this game, 11 and a half points. I'm going to take it all day. And to kind of my point, Vegas opened this line at 13. All the money went on Texas, and then the money, the, the line still went till, towards TCU, which is always a huge sign that Vegas loves that team the line's going towards. Yeah, I agree with you too. I will admit though, this line scares the shit out of me. And yeah. so it's, it's purely for the reason that like when I saw this game, I honestly would think Texas minus five to Texas minus seven was what I predicted. And so when I see something like 13, even down to 11 and a half, that still scares me because it's wondering, does Vegas know something? But hearing you say Vegas moving that line towards TCU, even as the money goes to Texas, makes me feel better, helps me lock it in. And look, I mean, People don't realize Max Duggan didn't play that whole game last week, and he'll be ready to go this whole game this week. Mm -hmm. And TCU is a better football team than Texas Tech. I mean, they just are. And so when you're giving me 11.5 points to work with, that just that's too much. And I think even Texas is one of those teams, in my opinion, where even if they're up 17 points, 24 points, they're a team that, in my opinion, won't close out a game like an Alabama would or a Georgia would. They're going to be one that's going to play prevent defense. Their defense isn't that great. And maybe let a team score a touchdown. And even I feel even good about if Texas has this game pretty dominantly, a TCU backdoor cover. And that's just if Texas is up, I think TCU might even win this game. So I think for a lot of reasons, I also like TCU plus 11.5. I'm going to get one that you probably don't have. And I'm only doing it on principle. I do it every time it happens. We have a... Navy versus Air Force. We have a military school versus military school. And the principal says you pick the under. So I'm going Navy and Air Force to go under 46 and a half. 
And are you taking TCU plus 11? I am. I did, yes. I, okay. I am I am on that. I will say, Air Force, well, before the Mountain West was coming back, this was the only game they were playing all year, <laughs> I want to say. But no, I mean, they haven't played yet, and I don't really know how prepared they are to even play this game, as it was like the only game on their schedule before the Mountain West announced it was coming back. So I think that bodes well for you, and it's just a principal play in general. And we saw what um, Navy's looked like so far this year, too. Yeah, so I think that's a good bet. 46 is not a lot of points, but... I still think it's enough where the under is a good play there. Um, for me, next I have Missouri plus 11.5 versus my Vols. I wow. love my Vols, but I'll tell you what. I just think, although I, I mean I don't believe in Missouri a ton, but I, I just think if you're giving me 11.5 points against Tennessee, who Tennessee just doesn't strike me as a team that's going to beat a decent SEC team by two touchdowns. I think Tennessee is going to win this game from three to ten points. But if you give me 11.5, I'm going to take it all day. I just think Missouri is a competent enough football team. I think Eli Drinkowitz is a good enough coach that he'll keep this game somewhat close. I mean, we saw them cover last week against Alabama. Yes, it was backdoor, but there's nothing saying they can't backdoor cover this. And with Tennessee, I think they're a really good football team, but I just don't think Jared Garantano is that good of a QB. Uh, the line at times is still a bit shaky. So I see this being a very low-scoring game, kind of scrap it out, and Tennessee wins it by about a touchdown. So I'll take Missouri plus 11.5. Yeah, I'm not going to jump in on it with you just because I don't feel confident in it, but I do like this line like you do for a lot of reasons. And I think a couple is because I just think Missouri, like you said, I mean, they're a good football team. They just ran into a buzzsaw in Alabama last week, and so mm -hmm. I don't think you can degrade them too much for their loss last week. And look, this is a Tennessee team that is going to be good this year, but I don't think they're the blowout other mediocre SEC teams. I don't think they're in that level yet. I think they're going to be going into this game just happy to get out with a 3-7 to seven point win. Just get out with a W on the column. They're not looking to try to blow a team out to try to dominate the game. They just want to win. And I don't think Tennessee yet is at the level to where they should be. I, this, it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't think Tennessee is 11.5 point favorite against solid, mediocre SEC teams level yet. So that's a line I'm with you. But I'm surprised to see. All right, I'm going to do two here because then that gets us back on schedule with, with how many we have left. And it's a double play. And I usually hate doing double plays. I don't like it. I don't like picking two lines in the same game. But I'm doing it this week because I'm very confident with how this game's going to go. I think it's going to be very similar to how it went last year. And I like Georgia minus 6.5 and, and for the game to go under 45. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I feel better about the under. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think Georgia, no matter who they start at quarterback, is going to struggle. And I look, I just don't believe in Bo Nix yet. And that Georgia defense, especially at home, is fan. Fantastic. Nobody gives them, I still think nobody gives them enough credit for how good they are. And I think Georgia is going to play this game exactly how they played it last year. They're going to control the ball. They're going to get up by 14 to 20 points and then run the football and ride this game out uh, but while keeping it low scoring and shutting down the Auburn offense. So it's a double play. It makes me very nervous. It usually makes for bad viewing experience as well, so I don't recommend this. But I'm going to do it because I feel very confident about how this game goes. I'm going to take Georgia minus 6.5 and, and for the game to go under 45. I'm going to add the under. Wait, what was okay. it at? 45? 45. Whew, that's low. It's, it's a 24-21. But I mean, uh, do I want to add it? I don't know. I mean, you know, I was listening to some right college now. football previews, and there's a lot of talk about how this game is just going to be an absolute rock fight. I mean, <laughs> Bo Nix is, I think, going to be rough. I think whoever they start is going to be shaky because JT Daniels, like I talked about, even if he plays, he's a great QB, but he hasn't started yet this year, and Stetson Bennett has an explosive player who's going to light it up, but... I guess I was ready to go under, but then I was like, 45 is not a lot of points. Yeah. So I won't lock it up, but I am with you in spirit. And okay. when this game ends up like 13-10, I'm going to be kicking myself. <laughs> but next for me, I have the lock lock of the week. 
it's Clemson minus 28 versus Virginia. Last year, these two teams played in the ACC championship game, and Clemson won by 45. <laughs> now Virginia's lost half their team, <laughs> and Clemson is at home, I want to say. Yeah. And yeah. you're giving them only 28 points. I know that Clemson, I don't think they've covered in either game this year because they've taken their foot off the gas, but... I think the difference between a 28-point line and, like, a 45-point line is a little bit different because you're not going to take your foot off the gas until you're up, like, 42. So I think Clemson wins this game big. Um, You know, they're at home, under the lights. Like I've said, it's the south, so there will be some fans there. Give them a little bit of an atmosphere. And this is my lock lock of the week. Um, I believe last week it was Army, which which drew. Uh, But, yeah, Clemson minus 28 versus Virginia. All right. So I, I have to say, we have to let the people know, we don't do any conferring. Usually, really, with our lines. But I feel like we pick so many similar lines together. And I don't know what it is. But I also have Clemson minus 28. And I wanted this to get under 27.5. But I looked at where the money's going. And it's all going to Clemson. And I think it is smart money going to Clemson. And for a couple reasons. Like you said, look, this Virginia team is awful. Compared to what they were last year. I mean, last year, the only reason they're good is because they had that fantastic quarterback. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, And look, the team is just not good this year. They lost a lot of players. And this Clemson team is rolling right now. And yes, they haven't covered the first two weeks. But like you said, I mean, they were up 42 nothing on the citadel at halftime and they just chose not to care in the second half is the only reason they didn't cover and against wake forest like that was the first game of the year it was on the road and they got up early and again they just cruised and i think they're going to be making at some point in the year clemson kind of makes a switch they go from cruising to really fine-tuning it and really turning it on and i think this is that game where they really start to get it rolling like you said they won this game by 45 last year i think they're just as good if not better trevor lawrence is a phenomenal quarterback he really is it's amazing to watch him play virginia's not good this game's at home they're going to be up 42 nothing at halftime, and they're going to win this game 49-7. It's going to be something like that. They're going to cruise into this. It's not my lock lock of the week. My lock lock of the week is actually Auburn-Georgia going under 45, um, just to put that out there. But I, I like this pick as well. It's a lot of games this week, but I feel good about my list. I feel good that five of these hit. Where, uh, what else do you have? That's it. You're done? I'm done. Okay. What do you have again? I have to recap TCU plus 11.5 against Texas, Kansas State minus 2.5 against Texas Tech, Virginia minus 10.5 against Duke, Georgia minus 6.5 against Auburn, and that game going under 45, Clemson minus 28 against Virginia, and Navy Air Force going under 46.5 purely by principle. All right, my final lock. I'm a scorned lover here. Scorned. They burned you in the past. Yes, last week UCF were... I want to say 27 and a half point favorites against ECU and they yeah. lost by like or they won by like 24 points. ECU yes, ECU got a late touchdown with 16 seconds left to cover. Um and I'm going to take UCF anyways again. They're minus 21 versus Tulsa. Yeah, Tulsa looked decent versus Oklahoma State, but I don't really care about that game. UCF is just going to if they win this week, if they cover this week, they're just going to be that team I hammer this year. I always have a team or two that I love, and I just hammer. And UCF, I just believe that they're going to be much better than other teams in the AAC. I believe that they have a point to prove. I believe that Dylan Gabriel is really good. And I believe when UCF is really good, they always want to blow teams out so they can prove something to the college football playoff. Do I think they have any chance at that? No, but those guys in the locker room do think they have a chance at that. And I think they're going to want to go out and blow out every team they can. I see them winning this game 28 to 35 points. And... I mean, Tulsa's not a bad football team, but I just think UCF is... If you're giving me 21 points against a mediocre AAC team, obviously they're not playing Memphis, it's not SMU. You give me 21 points against a mediocre AAC team, I will take UCF minus 21 all day. Um, I, like I said, I mean, I'm a bit of a scorned lover here, but 
but I'm gonna give it one more shot. I felt like it was a good bet last week. I just yeah. got blo- I just got a yeah. a bit unlucky. You gotta understand there's difference when betting. You have to understand that sometimes you win, but it's out of pure luck because of something crazy that happened. You have to understand that like, look, that was a win, but it was a win that like my strategy didn't work out. And like when you have a game that you lose like last week, where your philosophy and your strategy and your thinking goes right, it's just a couple bad bounces make it go wrong. That's something you think, okay. Because just I got a, I got a rod, but the thinking was right, and so you can continue to bet with that thinking. And I think it's very important to to kind of discern like what what I think I think winning on luck is almost worse than than losing on a good strategy that just had some bad luck because that good strategy is gonna is gonna carry you, you know, once we get a little reversion to the mean. Yeah, last week was a weird week. I mean, I thought Kentucky played really well against Auburn. They were plus eight and a half. They ended up losing by like fifteen, but I thought they. That was the right side of the bet. Just like UCF, I thought was the right side of the bet. And then Army draws, and then Tennessee wins by a half a point. It was a wild week for me last week. Every single line was yeah. close. Every single line was wild. But let's just keep you in where we are. Where we are. Yeah. I'm 7-8-1. So uh, I guess, is that half a game or one game below 500? One game below works. 500. So one game below 500. And JT, where are you at? I am at 8-8-1. Eight, eight Finally got back to 500. We had a great week last week. Really vaulted us back to exactly where we wanted to be. We wanted to be going into these big games right around 500 with a chance to finally get soaring on these, getting on betting on games that we really know a lot about. I feel great with where we're at right now. I'm 8-1. Yeah, so uh, we're both right around 500. Now we're getting right into the, gr- the real groove of this season, and I've got five locks this week. You have, what, seven? Yep. So you've got it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. I know. So. More than I usually like, but uh, i got to get back into the under game. I've been missing out on it. Yeah, yeah, and our uh, lock unities are Clemson minus 28 versus Virginia, Virginia Tech minus 10.5 versus Duke, and TCU plus 11.5 versus Texas. So three, we've got three, three lock unities. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, I held last week it was two, and one was a tie, one was a win. So got to um, keep on, keep so on. That's not bad. That's, you yeah. know, it's above 500 last week, and I believe in general for the year, I believe we're probably a game or two with the unities above 500. So as always, put your mortgage on those. Exactly. Put your mortgage on all three because you're guaranteed to get two out of one. Exactly. You'll regret it if you don't. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know what else we have uh, for the people. I think that'll do it. I think that'll do it. A good 30-minute pod. I tell you, it's going to be a fun week, exciting week. I'm, I'm really excited to, uh, to just wake up Saturday at 10, make myself some breakfast, and just have football on at noon. I'm excited to work. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So uh, I think that'll do it. We will be back Monday morning at 6 a.m. That was JT Hoshowski. I'm Jacob Wilson. Thank you for listening to Two Guys, One Mike.